said, it's finished. And, you know, I've heard that and read that over the years, you know, and, and um, they said, he said it's finished and he put his head in his shoulders and passed. So I'm thinking, okay, he said, okay, he's done with all this torture and everything that they've done to him. He said, no. That it is finished meant so much to the universe, down through the corridors of time. When God heard it was finished, he said, I'm immutable. I'm immutable. No matter what, my oath, my promise, I'm immutable. He didn't hear it was finished. He heard now everything that I said for my people is now for them. They can now receive it. No holds barred because of what Adam did in the garden for the stop on all that was for us. But when Jesus said, it's finished, I completed all that my Father God wanted me to do. So all that he wanted, and we'll get to it later in our lesson, that he wanted us to have the Garden of Eden experience. When Jesus said, it's finished, he brought that forth for us. Everything, everything, everything that God wants for us, it was completed when Jesus said it's finished. Father, I did it. And now your oath and your promise will last, it will be forever. Because he doesn't change. But now it's, it's so that we now as saints of God can receive all that God had decreed even to Adam. Now that we can receive it. So Hebrews 618, 6, 18, 6 and 18 says that by two immutable things in which it was impossible to lie, he gave us his oath and a promise. Because he gave us his oath and a promise, he can't lie. He swore by himself because there is no higher, no one higher that he could swear by he said, if my oath and my promise don't come through, I'll destroy myself. That's, that's some backing. We have his oath and his promise. Hebrews 6 and 17 says, wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, his plans, and his purpose, confirmed it with an oath. So he gave us his promise, and he gave us his oath. He gave his promise, he gave his oath. Because of what Jesus did, the shedding of his blood, God's blood oath can now never be broken. When Jesus said it's finished, it can never be broken. Because of the finished work of the cross, God is backing up every promise. Every promise, he's backing it up with his oath. God swore by himself through the blood of Jesus. Because of the shedding of, this, of the blood of Jesus, God's oath is forever. We heard it's finished when Jesus was dying on the cross. God heard my immutability has been settled. My immutability has been settled. I have given my oath and I've given my promise. No matter what the situation, we got his oath and his promise. Jesus said it's finished. God said immutability. 
I'm going to stand. I stand by my word forever. Oh, I tell you, that blessed me. The Lord told me that. That did really bless me. Whatever God said is ours is backed by the blood of Jesus. He gave us his promise. He gave us his oath, and he cannot lie. What he promised, he swore to do. What he promised, he swore to do. Our job is to get into that word, read the word, receive all that God swore to give us. See, the situation is Satan really doesn't want you to know what belongs to you because it's been backed up by God. His word, God's word is backed up. So for, you know, back in, in, in years, years, years when they were compiling the Bible and getting into the Bible and in and, and, and history, people were killed, hung, beheaded because they wanted to print the Bible. Because they wanted the word of God to be all together in one place. Parchments here, parchments there, all in one place. And through the corners of time, who do you think would be, was behind that fact that they didn't want the Bible printed was nothing but the devil. Because he knew if he could keep the word of God away from us, all the promises, even though God swore by himself. But if you didn't know that he swore by himself, if you didn't know what he swore to, then you couldn't receive what God had for you. So he's trying to get you, well, I don't know why you're reading that Bible. You're not getting anything out of it. You don't even understand what it's saying. Anything that he can do to keep you from reading the Bible, from reading the word, to get an answer, to hear and receive the wisdom of God for the answer that you're, for the situation that you're going through, that's what he wants to do. You tired, you sleep, but don't read your Bible. And it guarantees when you want to sit down and read your Bible, I mean, Mr. Sandman is sprinkling over your head. Your eyes feel like they got sand in them, and you're trying to keep, I mean, anything. That is the trick of the enemy. Anything that he can do to get you not to read that word, because in the word is deliverance. In the word of God, you will be set free. In the word of God, you will be healed. In the word of God, whatever it is, the answer is there. So if he can keep you from reading from reading the word of God, he can keep you from getting the answers that God has swore by himself to give you. I mean, you know, when you think about it, how the Lord, when he, he got angry at the children of Israel because they wouldn't do what he, he promised them, the promised land. And they wouldn't even go into the promised land. He said, look, I swore to your father Abraham that I'm going to bless you. And you won't even go and receive the blessing. They wouldn't even go receive the blessing. All of them, except Joshua and Caleb, the only two out of all of those that marched out of Egypt, two went into the promised land. And the grandchildren and the children of those, of those folks, because the fathers, the parents, wouldn't enter in. To the promised land. God said, I have sworn by myself. I swore and made covenant with Abraham to bless you. And you won't take my blessing? You won't walk in the blessing that I have for you? You'll never see it. And they never did. They never did. Don't let that be said of you. Don't let that be said that you will not receive what God swore 
to give you. That you will not receive the healing that he swore by himself. I have made an oath, hallelujah, and a promise. Mm. Thank you, Lord. So you say, well, what did God swear to? Let's go to Galatians 3 and 16. He says, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said not and to seeds as to many, but as of one and to thy seed, which is Christ. So the promise came from Abraham through Abraham to Jesus. So that's where the promise was. God spoke to Abraham, Abraham through to Jesus. But what Jesus did on the cross brought the promise to us. So you would think that the promise would just be for Jesus the way it was lined up. Galatians 3.29 says, but if ye be Christ, if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. God said, I will. My oath. My promise. So if you are in Christ, then you are also Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The Amplified Version says, if you belong to Christ are in him who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. We're spiritual heirs according to the promise. So why did he have to get through Jesus? Because Abraham could not get us born again. So it had to come through Jesus to get us to the place where we could be born again. So Abraham, he carried the material part of the blessing. He carried that part. But he couldn't get us saved. He couldn't get us born again. He couldn't die on, on the cross for us. He could only take care of the material part of the blessing. But Jesus supplied the spiritual part of the blessing. Now we can have it all, materially and spiritually. We got it all, and it's backed up by an oath and a promise. Ha. Glory to God. We, got, we have God's oath and his promise to bless us. His oath and his promise to bless us. So, the key here is for us to believe it and receive it. See, our job as pastors is to, get you, to give you something to want to speak and something to believe. Very good. To give you something to speak, something to believe. So as we teach, as the ministerial staff teaches on the word of God, it's not just to say, you know, you strike off a little check mark on the calendar. I went to church today. I, I did my duty. No, it's for you to learn. To receive, to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you hear the word of God, faith comes. When you hear, God gave me an oath and a promise to bring me out of this situation. That makes faith come alive. You say, 
God gave me an oath. I'm coming out of here. I'm coming out of this situation because he gave me his oath. He gave me his promise. I'm coming out. He cannot, God cannot lie. He cannot lie. He cannot lie. He cannot lie. He gave me an oath. He gave me his promise. But the two immutable things. And then he topped off and said, and I can't lie. I gave you an oath. I gave you my promise. And I can't lie. And the promise is to bless you. I will bless you. We'll get to that. I don't know if it's this week or next week. But with blessings, I will bless you. He said, and multiplying, I will multiply you. He placed that blessing on Abraham, on Jesus. And Jesus passed it on to us because we are joint heirs with him. He gave me an oath. He gave me a promise. So when things rise up in your life and they're not, they're not lining up the way they should. He said, no, body, I got an oath and I have a promise from my father God. Healing belongs to me. Deliverance belongs to me. Soundness of mind belongs to me. He gave me his oath and his promise. Oh, that's for me. He gave that to me. He gave that, thank you. He gave that to you. Your oath, your promise. His promise, his oath to you. Your job, receive your oath that he gave. And the promise. He said, I swore by myself. Because there's nothing and nobody greater than that oath. Uh, nothing and nobody greater than that promise. And I can't lie. I can't lie. I can't lie. It's for you. It's for you. So now that Jesus died and rose, he gave us that ability to be born again. Hallelujah. So we must know that the word of God is true. You must believe that the word of God that you're reading, that you're hearing about, is true. You, that, that's something on your part that you have to do. And the truth is the highest form of reality. The truth is the highest form of reality. See, we think our life as we live it is reality. That's not the highest form of reality. What God says that's yours and you receive it is the highest form of your reality. All right? So John, St. John 8.32 says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Things may look a certain way in your life, but the truth of the matter is. Things may be looking shaky in your checking account, your bank account, your wallet, your, your retirement account, your whatever account it may be. Things may be looking shaky in those accounts. That's a fact. But the truth... God's reality is that he swore by himself. He gave you a promise to bless you. I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. So, Lord, I need my bank account multiplied many times over. I need all of my accounts multiplied. He said, multiplying, I will multiply you. Bless you. I will bless you. He gave you an oath. 
He said, I am your God that heals. He gave us an oath and he gave us his promise. So when situations line up that don't line up with the word of God, that's a fact. But the truth is that we're already healed. The truth is we're already delivered. The truth is that we have been set free. He whom the Lord has set free is what? Free indeed. Free indeed. So no matter what the situations look like, they are facts. The truth of the matter, I got an oath and I got a promise to back me up in this situation. No matter what it is, no matter where I go, I got that oath and, my pro and that promise and God cannot lie. He cannot lie. When you begin to speak to the situation, for one, he told us to cry restore over things that's been lost. He said, if I get my people to cry restore. See, he, he, the, the word as, as the Lord's been lining us up, getting us in line upon line, precept upon precept to get you to receive. Said, if I can get them to cry, restore everything that Satan has stolen from you. The years. He said, I will restore the years that the canker worm has destroyed. The things that have been taken away from me. The years of peace of mind. The years of sadness. He said, I will restore what Satan has stolen from any and all of us. He said, I will restore. But we have his oath. And we have his promise. He said, by two immutable things, that oath and promise that I can lie. I swore unto you. I swore that I am your God that heals. So you continue to tell your body, you line up according to the word of God. God swore to me that he is my healer. He is my deliverer. Hallelujah. I got his oath and I got his promise and he cannot lie. You line up. You line up. Hallelujah. Symptoms, you line up. You line up. God's oath and promise is stronger than the symptoms. It's stronger than the pain that you feel. It's stronger than the things that you're thinking. You got an oath and a promise for deliverance. And you speak to the situations. The Lord told us to speak to the mountain. We speak to it. Curse it every day because I have an oath and a promise from God that he cannot lie. He will not lie because he would destroy himself. He gave us his oath. Glory to God. He gave us his promise. And he said, I'll never leave you. You will never be, he will never leave you. When you feel alone, that's a fact. The truth, God said, I'll never leave you. You're never alone. That's the truth. Lord, I accept your truth. I know what I'm feeling. 
That's a fact. The truth of the matter is, you speak to these situations. I see the fact. I feel the fact. I've read the fact. But the truth, you said you would bless me. You said you would supply my every need. You said that you would deliver me. You said you'd give me peace of mind. Hallelujah. That's the truth. Two immutable things. I will, my oath, and my promise. No matter what it is, no matter what situation arises, Satan's trying to pull you off the word of God. That's his job, to pull you away from, to get you to doubt, to get you to fear. There's no fear. Hallelujah. No fear here. Thank you, Lord. No fear. The Lord leads and guides. He's with you always, no matter what situation, no matter what. You may be pitch black somewhere, don't know where you are. I mean, you can't even see your hand in front of your face. No fear. You know why? Because you got your 10-foot angel standing right by you. You got your 10-foot angels walking with you everywhere. You can say, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not fearful. My angels are here. And I tell them, look, you protect our stuff. If I, if I come out one morning and I see somebody's head rolling down the street, I know they tried to attack something that belongs to me. Because I told my angels, I said, chop their heads up and let it roll down the street. We got protection. We have it. God's given us that oath and that promise. But if we don't believe it, it will be just like the children of Israel who had the promise from God. And they, they did not enter in. They did not get the blessing. And when they came back, they were carrying grapes on a vine. They said the grapes as big as grape. One grape as big as a grapefruit. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go get that one grape? They had to carry two men carrying just a vine of grapes to show them what God gave them. Yes. What was for them. This land is flowing with milk and honey. Right now, I really wouldn't care too much for milk. But, you know, he says, flowing with milk and honey. Which means it's blessed with abundance. It's blessed with abundance. And they wouldn't walk in. I will not be in that place. I will not be like them and not receive what God has decreed for us. And I don't want you to be that way either. I want you to say, yes, Lord, I believe your word. You gave me your word. You know, sometimes you just need to read it over and over and over and over. Be relentless just like that devil is. Because he is relentless at screaming at you, hollering at you, pointing out to you everything that you've been standing and believing God for and it hasn't happened. He's, he's good for showing you that. And I tell him, shut up. I just tell him, shut up. I don't even want to hear nothing you have to say. Because I don't have to listen to you. And then I begin to speak the word of God. He can't stay around that word. He can't stay around that word. Speak the word of God. Speak what God said. He's given us his weapons. The weapon of our warfare. They're mighty to God. To pulling down the strongholds. Speak with your mouth the word of God. Father God, I thank you that I have your oath and your promise on this situation. I have your oath. And your promise, you've given to me your oath and your promise. Now, let, let's see. 
from the very beginning, as I said, what God has decreed, he didn't change. From the very beginning, I'm going to um, read this as Genesis 1, 26 to 31. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the seas, over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you Every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in which there is fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth where there is life, I have given every green herb for meat and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning was the sixth day. That, that he decreed on that day when he made Adam and said, I want you to subdue. I want you to have dominion. I want you to replenish the earth. I want you to have favor. I want you to uh, multiply and have dominion over every living thing, even creeps of this world. We are to have dominion. When he said that in motion, he did not change. As I said in the beginning, God's word never changed. He said, I will, my oath, my promise. Whatever it is, God has decreed over your life. Hallelujah. Jesus not only came to reintroduce the kingdom of God, but to bring us to the lifestyle of living in the blessing. We are to receive the blessing because God has never changed his mind. And as we go on next week, we're going to go and see some of the I wills that God spoke over us. And everything that he spoke over in the word of God is ours. So when, you, when we read something, that's mine too. That's mine too. That's mine too. Because he gave me an oath and he gave me a promise. He gave me an oath. And he gave me a promise. And he gave you an oath. And he gave you a promise. And he said, I cannot lie. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword RWOLFC to 77977 or through our free app. Search RWOLFC in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.